Get equipped and re-energized for a new season of ministry at the Etch Family Ministry Conference. Bring your whole team, no matter where you are, and experience the Etch Conference live via simulcast. Register today at etchconference.com. listeners, welcome back to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. Just recently, we started a conversation with Delany Williams. Delany is a preschool ministry expert. I'm calling you an expert because you are. The root word of expert is experience, right? You, you can't be an expert without experience, and you have it, as well as education with your degrees from Baylor and Southwestern. Delany's well-educated. She served in the church. She was recently on the podcast to share with us the first 10 of her 20 things that she has learned serving and leading in preschool. And so we are having her back to get the other 10. If you missed that first episode, listeners, if you're tuning into this one, it's okay if you want to pause right now and go back to the archives and listen to that earlier episode with Dalany. Now, these things may play in any order. I don't know that they're absolutely sequential and that you can't listen to this until you do that. But if you don't listen to that now, at least listen to it later. The best place to find the archive is at kidsministry101.com. That's kidsministry101.com. And there you'll find, click on the podcast tab, all the back episodes of this podcast. And there's hundreds of them now. Trey, someday we need to find out, producer Trey, how many episodes we've recorded. It's been a lot. So let's uh, encourage you to go back and check out the archive, guys, at kidsministry101.com. And you can find those things uh, there, find the episodes, and then uh, encourage your other leaders and your volunteers to listen to the podcast as well. Before we dive in with Delany, let me also share that a great way to get the podcast pushed to you is to just go on Facebook and find Lifeway Kids and click that thumbs up and like, like and follow us. And then the podcast episodes that come out every Thursday that producer Trey so faithfully posts up for you will be pushed right into your Facebook feed and you can listen to them from there. So like us on Facebook, follow us there and check out kidsministry101.com. Now, Delany Williams is back. Hi, Delany. How you doing? Hey, Chuck. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good. Now, right now, are you, I'm in Nashville. Are you in Texas right now? I am actually in Texas, yes. All right. So, so we're, we have this new environment that a lot of people have. Serving in the local church is not so much, right? But many people in different roles are now able to work from anywhere. And that's something that we have been doing, those of us who work for Lifeway. And so you've had the opportunity to, uh, to be back home in your, your home state of Texas and to do some work from there. So how do you enjoy being able to do that? It's great. You know, it is a huge blessing to be able, like you said, my home state, so visit with some family, but still really feel very connected. We have lots of Zoom meetings and able to do all of my work just as I would in Nashville. So it, I've really enjoyed it. And so now being back there, what are some of the things that you really enjoy about being able to work from from Texas? Is it the food? Is it your friends? What are, what are a couple of the really, the top things that would be like, if I was going to have the opportunity for me to go and work from Texas for a month or so, what would be those highlights that I should not miss? 
Well, it would be also depending on the time of year that it is. Um, like it's summer, right? You know, in the summer, and so you wouldn't want to be in the heat. But like if it hot. was yeah. right, but like if it was April, they have the blue bonnet flower. So that would oh. be something you would definitely want to see. Um, you know, and it's only for a few short weeks. So that's that's something special. But since it's in summer, I would say. Definitely family, getting to see family, and then just um, visit with some friends and all of that. So, yes, definitely. Well, great. So I, I just recently, I and I, this is terrible. Those of you who are my, who and I love my Texas friends. I love you guys. But for me, I just learned about the blue bonnet flower earlier this week really? in a different meeting. So we have some other friends, Jana Magruder, Landry Holmes, who are Texans. And for some reason, they brought up the blue bonnet. My only reference for blue bonnet is that it's a brand of margarine. <laughs> Did you know that? There was these old commercials. It's like, everything's better with blue bonnet on it. So that was my, and I'm like, blue bonnet is something besides margarine. I didn't know why they were so excited about this fake butter, but it's a beautiful flower. And it's a state flower of Texas. So, so don't pick yes. it. And don't Correct. mow it. Right. And so Let it there be. will so there's lots of families that take pictures in the blue bonnets every year. Wonderful. So, I'll put yeah. it on my list of things to do. It sounds like the there California poppy. Yeah. There you okay, go. So we have already covered in our first conversation together, the first 10 things that you learned in preschool ministry, that, but you've learned a lot more. You've got 10 more things to share. Right. And, and so I will the, say, I'm sorry, Chuck, I will say this is by no means a complete list, but just different Oh, there's things more than that, 20. Right. But just <laughs> things that I felt were, you know, the the ones I wanted to share with our listeners. These so, are yes. your top 20 things. Correct. The top Correct. 20 things that Delany Williams learned in preschool. Ministry, not in preschool, actually. We better start into the content here before I get silly. Okay, so well, this is going to be number 11 on our list. It's number one for you if you didn't listen to episode one. So go do that, kidsministry101.com. Otherwise, we're starting with number 11. So that's going to sound a little weird if this is the first episode. But here we go. <laughs> Tip number 11, Delity. You say, as you make decisions as a leader, choose what's best for the preschoolers. Correct. That's something that we need to always keep in mind and use that question to help guide our decisions. If it's with curriculum, if it's with events, programming, all of that. I think it's very easy for us to think about what's easiest for us or, you know, in time, like, oh, if we, if we did which best for preschoolers, it's going to take more time. You know, when you're thinking about preparing supplies or even with curriculum, mm -hmm. Just the different activities where they're going to need different supplies or safety and security. But we do all those different steps because it's what's best for preschoolers. And yes. since we're helping them learn about God, Jesus, the church and um, the love of God, that we do that in a way that's going to help them learn, keeping in mind all of their different characteristics in the way that they learn. Hmm. Good. Yes. It can be easy for us to do what's best for us or what's easiest for our team. And that's not necessarily always what's best for the little ones. And so really good to make sure that we keep them first in terms of the decisions we make. Good. All right. Number 12, you're going to have to unpack this one for us. Accept <laughs> reality. Right. Accept so, the reality. So we just talked about do what's best for preschoolers. But then you also have to accept reality. So you got to be realistic. Right. And so we want to 
go for the ideal, but part of that ideal, when you're thinking about what's best for preschoolers, you may think, oh, we're going to have this large classroom. We're going to have all brand new furniture. We're going to have, you know, all of this, that that's what's ideal. But reality is you're not going to be able to go out on your own as a team and build a building. You're not, you know, you're going to have to say, okay, well, this is an ideal, but how can we make it best for them in this less than ideal situation? And so, and sometimes that may be because of money, you know, with budget and all, but you have to, you have to, like I said, still ask what is best for preschoolers and in those less than ideal situations, still ask yourself and strive for that. Well, and sometimes you may not have time to prepare, right? You may have a, 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 a big grand idea of how you what you want to do in your ministry, but your pastor may come with a late ask of you if they add a, an event for young parents or something. So you may not always have the leisure of time. Right, right. And so, and that's part of it. You may think, okay, I'm needing, you know, like you said, the pastor has a late ask, we need to do this. And then so ideally, you would have had a, a lot longer to plan with it. But you don't. And so you have to look at it realistically. Do the best you can with the time and resources you have. Exactly. All right, number 13 on your list, make the most of each opportunity to teach preschoolers. Let's make the most of those moments that we have. Yes. So you want to make the most of each of those opportunities. I think it was maybe in the first episode, I remember we were talking about sometimes that people may say, oh, it's just childcare. Oh, hmm. you're just keeping the kids there and unfortunately, sometimes that's mentality that are um, that some preschool teams may have, and we want to make sure that you make the most of each opportunity. That they are learning so much during this first few years that yeah. you need to make sure that you make it a priority that you are teaching them that even in your baby's classes, yes, you're using curriculum. You know it, that keeps in mind what how the baby learns the characteristics, you know, no, we aren't going to have a, um, you know, bouncy seat circle time. I mean, I guess you could if you wanted to, but no, we teach babies, (laughs) right. But you teach babies by, as you're playing with them, talking about God loves them, you know, and, and those other sentences or little, um, biblical truths that are age appropriate for them that are, spelled out for you in the curriculum. So yes, we want church to be fun for preschoolers. We know that they can have fun learning about the Bible, but we have to remember that whenever children come to church, we want to make sure to make the most of that opportunity and make sure that we're teaching them the Bible. And it can be easy for us to to, to think, well, they're just, they're so young, they're not going to learn much, right? But you you point out that uh, in your talks that you do that kids how much learning is happening in those early years of development. Right. So a person would learn, or a person learns at least fifty percent of what he will learn the rest of his life. In in See, the first part of life, the very early right. part of life. Yeah. This first amazing. few years. So yeah, if you think about language development and all of those things that children are learning. Um, emotional cues, things like that. This is a really a, a fantastic opportunity to be able to speak 
the truth of God's word into their lives when they're at the, you know, cause we learned that like kids can learn foreign languages much better when they're very young. The same thing for spiritual truth. My goodness, if we have the opportunity, let's not miss that moment. Mm. All right. Number 14 on your list, Delany, is cherish the now. So it sounds to me like right now is a very important moment in preschool. Right. Well, and I think what happens a lot of times is preschool leaders think, okay, if this, if we can get through this month or we can get through that Mm. month and you look to the future or either you look to the, you know, you're looking back at the past, you need to cherish the now. Or sometimes what I see in preschool ministers is they think, okay, well, whenever I get to another church or whenever, you know, I, I serve in this church or another size church or something like that. And they don't cherish the now to where, where God has them serving. Mm. And he, he wants to use us where we are now. And yeah. he's going to use what he's teaching us now mm. in the future, you know, and what you've learned in the past. Yes. You want to remember that for what you're learning now. And in the ministry he's called, but I see so many people just, you know, wishing away, if you will, like, Oh, if, when we get to next year, when we get to, mm. you know, next VBS or something like that, that cherish the now and learn what God's wanting to teach you. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good Esther type application to me, right? It's perhaps God put you here for such a time as this. It's so easy for us to remember the 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 olden days as like the old times are always the better in our memory and or to, or to dread the future or to wish for the future and to miss that moment in the here and now. Good word, Delany. Great. All right, number 15, help people understand the why and not only the what. Yes. So early in ministry, I had a mentor share with me, you know, people are more likely to follow the what if they understand the why. Oh, that's great. I like that. And Chuck, you know, I've heard you, you share a lot about vision and sharing your why, knowing your why. And I think that's so important. So many times, and especially in preschool ministry, we tell people the what, and we forget Mm -hmm. to help them understand the why. So we're expecting people to jump and follow the what when we haven't guided them along to understand the what. And so I think a lot of times preschool ministers know maybe their why, but they don't know how to communicate it. Mm. And that's where I see there's that disconnect sometimes. You know, it it's one thing to know your why, but then you have to be able to explain that why to other yes. people. For sure, so that they can understand it. You know, that just makes me think, Delity, that what's that one question that preschoolers often ask? Why? 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 Pick this up. Why? Because I asked you to. Why? Well, because it needs to be, you know, that we need to keep asking why ourselves and being able to uh, to realize that people need that filled in. It's it's uh, It gives them respect when we explain to them our reasoning. Adult, you know, our adult leaders, not just preschoolers. But uh, let's assume that everyone is asking that why question. And we need to be able to answer that for them. I think that's really, really important. All right, number 16, learn how to prioritize. Okay, this is good because... You may have a hundred things on your task list and feel like none of them are getting done. And that can be really stressful. What are you, what are some tips on setting priorities? Right. So I think part of that is, is realize that you can only do so much. Cause like you said, there's always something you can do in ministry. And so you have to be realistic with that. Also give yourself grace and 
and understand that you you can't do it all, but also see, okay, what is most important? Like we were talking about pastor or other staffs. Is, is there something that your pastor's needing? Well, yes, that that needs to move up to the high, you know, high priority with that. But also I think people forget about that in ministry, it's people business. And mm-hmm. so if it's something with a people oriented or a ministering situation, to me, I think that is high priority as well. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to put time in your schedule to allow you to be able to minister and to do those people things. That's it's not just an office job per se. Ministry is about the people. Yes. I like to talk about urgency versus importance. And so many times we can be driven by whatever is urgent. There's always a fire that needs to be put out, sometimes a literal one, but most of the time a figurative fire, right? There's some kind of urgency that we have to rush to respond to. And sometimes when we are moving from urgency to urgency and we are in that reactive mode, we can miss doing something that's really important but may never become urgent. And so we need to make sure, I think that's really wise to focus on what really should be the priority. Right. All right, number 17, recognize your strengths. We all have them. We're not always in tune with them. Right. And so, you know, we just talked about prioritizing. And so I think this goes hand in hand with recognizing your strengths. Whenever you you need to recognize your strengths and, and where how God's gifted you. At the same time, you also need to recognize maybe some areas where you can grow in Mm. too. And so be aware of your strengths. Also be aware of your personality and how it can come across. I've I've shared the example many times. I think preschool ministers are our, um, are very servant heart oriented and they're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to serve others and I don't want to burden someone else. So I'm, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do this task. I'm not going to ask anyone for help. And they think that they're serving others. Mm. But in reality, the way that the perception could be is that they're actually only wanting to do it by themselves. They don't want anyone's help. They And people think it has to be done this way. Mm. And then so when they think they were hurting, it was actually hurting the whole ministry as a whole. And that is as far from the truth from the preschool minister's mind, but you're saying you have to recognize your strengths, but also recognize possible possible perceptions of that strength mm. too. Mm. And that feeds right into the, uh, developing a team, which is number 18 on your list. It's important for us to not just do it all ourselves, right? We need to have a team. Right. And that's where, like you said, it goes hand in hand because when you see the way God has gifted you, and then you're going to recognize the strengths, then find other people when you're developing your team that have different strengths than you do. And then so that's going to help overall the strength of your team. Fantastic. Yes, it's true, right? Not everybody's a first baseman. We need to have a left fielder and a shortstop and a pitcher and a catcher. And if we all want to play first, we're not going to win many games. So it definitely right. helps, right, to have a diverse group of people on your team who have who have strengths that you don't. Well, and they're going to see things through a different perspective, right? Mm. Because their strengths are different than you. And so that's going to help like, staying with sports, carry the ball down the field, if you yes, will. You know, your team sure. is moving down that you're cohesive, but you're thinking of all all the different angles. 
of well, administering the, the situation. The other part of your prior tip, which is know your strengths, is we also need to know our weaknesses, right? And so when I'm aware of my strengths, I may also need to be aware that there are areas where really I need someone else who is gifted in that area. Maybe that's organization. Maybe that's in being a, a worship leader or, or a stage host. We, we shouldn't, we don't all have all those things, but it's so important to know what we're good at and also where we need to recruit. Exactly. All right, number 19 on your list, seek to be a lifelong learner. What a great tip. Tell us about that one. Yes. So, you know, I think sometimes people think, okay, well, I've, I've been to school or I've read this book and, you know, I'm, I've learned all I need to learn. And that's as far from the truth. You need to be a lifelong <laughs> learner, no matter, you know, how long you've been in ministry or, you know, how many years you went to school. There's always something you can learn. And I think, yes, we can learn from books. We can learn from podcasts like mm. this. But there's, there's also a lot of knowledge that comes from your own experience. Mm. And I think you know, learning, being open to learning through those experiences and evaluate your experiences to see, okay, how can we improve in the future? How could I have handled that situation differently? If there is a way that, you know, so learning from that and also learning from others, networking with others, just seeking to learn. Well, and the world continues to change, right? Even though we know uh, uh, the core things that we need to know, like we, we still continue to, every time I open my Bible, I, I learn something for the first time and I've been following the Lord since I was a young child. So we all know that, right? But in our jobs, it can be easier in our ministries to feel like we have it all down and we know it all. But I, I mean, the world is changing all the time. And the, the, the children and the families that we serve are constantly changing. Um, just even acknowledging that the parents who, uh, parents of preschoolers are probably of a different generation than you are as a leader. And there was a time maybe when they weren't. Uh, so we need to continually learn how to serve well to everyone that we serve. Yeah. Good word. Exactly. Number 20 on your list, the last one of our top 20 things that Delaney Williams has learned in preschool ministry is be a lifelong teacher. Right. So just talked about being a lifelong learner. And, you know, I guess you could say in a way this is thematic as we're talking about lessons that I've learned in preschool ministry. But I think so many times it's easy for us to retain the information that we've learned. But we forget and just keep it, you know, but we forget mm -hmm. we need to make sure that we share that information that we learn. And so mm -hmm. finding someone to intentionally mentor, if it's a new minister in the area, something like that. One of the best piece of advice um, that I received mm -hmm. when I started in full time ministry is someone shared with me, find someone that another minister um, that you can call any time of the day or night. And if you have a problem, just say, yes. Hey, can you help me think through this? He said, you know, especially during that first year and a half. And that was some of the best advice, you know, someone that you can call that is in, you know, that understands ministry that mm. you can trust that you can share, you know, the situation. Hey, you know, how should, did I act appropriately? What, or, you know, did I respond appropriately? Did I, how could I have, been different, you know, what would you have done in that situation? And I thought that was something that was very, very helpful. And so as people have invested in me, I want to make sure 
that I'm also investing in others. Mm. Fantastic. Delany, you've got so much to share, and I'm so glad that we've been able to find time to have you back on the podcast to, to lay out some of these big ideas. We need to have you back again soon because the 20 things that we've covered just over these couple episodes is really just scratching the surface. You probably have 200 things that you could, we haven't even gotten into how to set up the laminator, right? Of all, all the right, that right. And that is an important lesson, you know? <laughs> how there, to cut things with little tiny can... scissors, right? Safety scissors. Uh, Delany, right, thank you right. so much. You, the things that you've shared here, I, I know are going to be helpful to our listeners and encouraging to them. Uh, and listeners, as we seek, as Delany says, to be lifelong learners and lifelong teachers, Boy, all of this points to that. Let's uh, continue to pursue Jesus and communicate him well to the preschoolers and their families that we serve. Delany, thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And listeners, thank you again, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you again soon on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. As kids grow, their understanding of foundational truths grows with them. Bible Studies for Life Kids helps you teach kids the way they learn best with curriculum that's designed for their specific age and stage of development. Get a step-by-step -step discipleship plan that you can trust for your babies through preteens. You can try free samples today at BibleStudiesForLife.com.